right, we're live, guys. Awesome. I, I remember how to work this technology here. Um, well, let's get started with uh, the traditional sound of the roundtable rally here. And there we go. <laughs> Cheers, guys. And thank you for coming back for the I Am A Hardscaper roundtable rally with me. Once again, I really appreciate your time. Uh, we'll see how many people start coming in here. But basically, what I wanted to talk about today was contracts. What you've learned specifically, and I want to start this off by saying, none of us are lawyers. Uh, none of us will, will claim here that uh, we have the perfect wording that we're going to say that you should then take and put into your contracts. So just a disclaimer here. Uh, this is all about the ideas and sharing of ideas. And then you uh, consulting with a, a lawyer or a professional to be able to put this into your contracts or do with it as you may. So contracts are the, the uh, discussion topic here today. And I really want to learn what you've taken from the past and that you've implemented into your contracts, things that you've learned, uh, things you've been burned on and things that immediately when they happened, you've updated your contract for the next one that's come out. Does anyone here want to kick things off and, and right away come, come at us with a, uh, something that they've updated their contracts in the past on? I, I can take this right away. First thing, most important right now, raw material price increase clause. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. 100%, especially if you're working with any wood. it's uh, that, That's the biggest thing is basically, you know, you quote a job six, nine months in advance, and then uh, the wood costs 300% what it costs whenever you ordered it or did the quote. Uh, you need to be compensated for that. So, yeah, that's that's the biggest one, number one right there. That, yeah. yeah, that's huge, especially right now, right? Yeah. Um, I guess uh, I'm trying to get all my materials ordered like the day that they sign up, right? Like, uh, so I need cost of materials upon signing right away, minimum before uh, before anything else. What does that look like percentage-wise for you, Chad? Like, uh, mm -hmm. what are you asking for up front in, or in order to be able to order those materials right away it's usually like about a 30 percent for me um the rest is mostly labor but i'm happy locking it in at uh, about 30 percent of the the job cost and uh i know there's there's a rule right of how much in ontario you're supposed to be allowed to take from a client or something like that i don't know it i'm probably uh terrible when it comes to to knowing exactly what i should be taking from people but uh 30 i'm happy with and uh if the client doesn't like that, then they're not the client for me. Gotcha. And then upon, uh, do you have another one upon delivery of materials or is it mostly uh, just job specific, basically? Uh, for me, it's 30% for the material, then um, nothing until we're complete. But usually we're pretty good at wrapping up within uh, a week or two. We, we don't have a whole lot on deck that's more than... Uh, uh, for residential anyway, that's more than a week or two job right now. Gotcha. Anyone else, anyone else's uh, drawings of payments changed this year because of the situation with material shortages and, and whatnot? I never had a drawing system before. No? I've never taken a penny up front from anyone in my life until this year. So I never yeah. used to. Like, this is new to I me. Just, too. Yeah, like, I felt like this year, whatever, maybe the jobs are bigger. Maybe there's a lot of 
we have one job with a whole bunch of custom ordered stuff like pizza ovens and different things and i was like i probably should like and you know, i mean everyone else seems to take money it's not like and i also felt like maybe we were looking unprofessional and shady because we weren't asking for deposits you know like it maybe it was coming off of, originally i did it because i was like listen you're gonna pay me you're gonna be happy i believe in myself i believe in my people i don't need any of your money till i'm done but right. now i think it's almost reversed to the point where people are like how shady is this dude I don't want to do a dollar job. You know, like he doesn't even want any money up front. Like honestly, it got to that point. So this year we we put in a different system where we're taking varying amounts of money up front depending on the job. I think the first time think as you, as your business grows, it becomes a lot more important to keep that steady cash flow running through the business as well. It's uh, sometimes you get trapped in a job and you know don't uh, don't have any money to keep going. That's not a good situation to end up in, right? Yeah, I. I I mean, I, yeah, like for me, that's never like, we don't, I've never taken a job that I couldn't front and I never do anything with the business that if I like, I've never done anything with our, our business or even the businesses I've had in the past where I couldn't write a personal check for it. Yeah. I've never gone and done anything outside this business. I couldn't write a personal check for it to cover it immediately. Interesting. And that controls growth and controls growth at a speed where um it's responsible and i can't get myself into too big actually to be like probably the only like we recently just bought a brand new uh triaxle so like it was ten thousand dollars more than our house so you know like that being said i mean we would probably that's probably the only thing everything else almost we always buy unless it's zero percent but like i yeah i agree like it's just nice now that we don't have to put out all that money for all this like custom ordered stuff and it didn't suck out of our cash flow so I agree with you that, you know, right. that helped us a lot this year. I was going to ask, do you like it then, Mike? Are you happy? Pennington, you, you made this change? Are you going to keep going into the future or is this just a yeah, short term? It's part of our, I, yeah, it's part of our standard policy now. And it, I think it just looks more professional. You know, I think that everyone else is doing it and it just makes me, it, I, I don't know. I, one time I did it, I guess, because I thought that it would be a good sales thing. But now I think it's actually a deterrent. Part of it too is the jobs are bigger, you know, like you're selling, doing $3,500. Like when we were doing $3,500 jobs, I was like, I don't really need 350 bucks from you, bro. I'm good. If I need 350 bucks, like I shouldn't be doing your job. But now, you know, we're doing jobs, one of them is like $175,000. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I got a custom order, 50 grand worth of every piece of the job is custom. So it's like, you know, give me the money. And we bought it all. Like everyone, like everyone was saying. Anybody else's uh, draw system change because of the uh, material possible shortages uh, getting worse? I I've just kind of like everybody else's. um, Mine is based pretty much on the size of the project, and then I've been we've definitely uh, the pavers and wall stuff has not been an issue up until now in our area but we're having some issues with trucking that on stuff that's coming from um other places so we're i'm basically if i'm signing something i'm ordering it right away um so i i typically take um if it's under like right right, i think it's around 25 or 30 where i'm doing 50 percent, and then we do uh, our larger projects we do either a fourth or a third so it kind of depends on the size of the project and the, and what's involved, like what we're finishing now is, you know, a patio, a deck, some custom things we had ordered coming in. So 
some of the draws are different. We've had subs come in, making sure that they're paid and all that stuff. So we've done it. It kind of is flexible and kind of depends on what all we're doing with the project. But um, I, I haven't really changed that because of the, of what we're in now. I've always taken a deposit and then ordered materials with that. So gotcha. And so Caleb, be ready. you wanted to say something there? I was, uh, I guess, yeah, just to chime in on it here. I know we've broken our jobs down into draw payments for, for quite a long time. And I know we're just front loading heavier on the front end just for material purchasing and stuff like that, just again for just to be more secure in our, our invoicing for materials. And again, like everybody, we're having we're ordering stuff way earlier than we used to and just to help keep that cash. So then you know you order stuff way ahead of time and you're not doing that job for a long time and that's still eating out of your cash flow because that bill still comes from the supplier at the end of the month. So yeah, we wanna we wanna feed that way ahead of time so that it's just handled and taken care of so for us that's you know we, we used to break jobs down depending on the, like we got a sixty thousand dollar project coming up and we'll break it down into ten thousand dollar payments probably six you know ten thousand dollar payments and we'll probably front load that job a little bit more based off you know the material cost right up front and then a scheduling fee and all that or you know the scheduling um uh, withdrawal or the schedule gosh dang the scheduling payment and stuff like that and and Mike, I or uh, Pennington too. I think it's interesting. I don't think, I think it's a real baller status to not take deposits <laughs> front the job. Like, I don't think that's unprofessional looking at all. The bigger the project, the bigger it's, the baller too. I think it's <laughs> yeah, 175. Pay me later. Yeah, that's just. I'm like, man, that's. I think that like what to me that would say like, wow, you're a really stable business because you can front the whole freaking job forever, and I could possibly screw you like. <laughs> I think it really would uh, that would scream to me that it's an incredibly stable company. I don't think it's unprofessional at all. It's like I think you could really make the argument the other way is like this guy needs money like immediately, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, typical freaking business, but man, this dude's a baller. You're on such a good business, his cash is everything's so good. So yeah, man, I, I would disagree with you, Jennings. Yeah, I I maybe I just I think we're just I always did things one way and I always feel like if you don't change things that we've been doing it, I've been doing it that way since like, I don't know, 1999, I don't know, like a long time. And I just felt like we needed a change and, and having my wife involved, I think sometimes keeps me grounded in reality that, you know, these people, we did, we shouldn't front all. And I, I also have a good friend, Chris Ray that owns Humber Valley landscaping. I don't know if anyone follows him, but, um, and he has this whole theory that he's no longer financing other people's lifestyles. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know, when he said that to me, I was like, man, that's some brilliant stuff there. Like, well, why am I fine? And I, I think that's one of the reasons we changed this year is, and what we, we use Chris's, Chris was kind enough to send us his whole contract and his breakdown and stuff. And, um, you know, we use sort of, we followed a lot of his stuff because he's right. Like I, why am I financing all these people's lifestyle, you know, just to flex that I can do it. I don't, you know, like, I guess, I don't, you know, like Caleb said, like, is it a ball? Like, I don't know. It, it just made a lot of sense when he said it. You know, he said that, you know, stop financing the world's life. And I think, too, like, I take that this year, I've taken that a lot more to heart because there was lots of years where if someone did a subtle change to the gas or the electrical, you know, maybe I wouldn't have, I would have said, whatever, it's 400 bucks, just do it and I'll just pay the guy. <laughs> but this year, 
you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not financing people's lives. I, I, I keep it in my mind all the time. I'm like, I'm not financing this, these people's electrical outlets or this extra gas connection or why am I doing that? And, and I think in the past I had a bad habits of doing that kind of stuff where I was just wanted to, I didn't want to ruffle feathers. I wanted to get paid. I wanted to make sure we left on a good note with people that they weren't like, oh, that guy came after me for 50 bucks or something. But now we have been a bit more diligent with it, I guess you could say. All based off Chris's, I'm not financing the world. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Like, I, I think about that when, I mean, I, I usually say these aren't my materials. These are my clients' materials. Um, so it's important for me to to have them paid for by them and not not us paying for them. So we're we're typically ordering and like we're doing like the fiberglass pool thing has been a huge change to my business on how we take payments because we take a chunk up front to order and then we have to take another chunk when it's delivered and like we're we're front loading that a lot because a lot of that's already paid for when it shows up on the on the job site. So. Um, and the customer understands, I think communication is the, the biggest thing. Um, and we had electrical, you know, I put in a budget for electrical on the project we're on now. And my electrician came in at twice of what I, I quoted it based on the changes in material pricing and, and things we added is kind of where we were going. So my customer picked up the other half. That's just the way, you know, we, I had a conversation with them, let them know what was going on, gave them the decision to take away a few things or, or add on what they wanted and they chose to add on and uh, go ahead and make up the difference. So. Yeah. That, that spins around the conversation a little bit to change the orders then. Cause that's. Uh, right. that's <laughs> thing, right? Yep. Yeah. So sure. I actually, yeah, that that's a, a very big thing is that we get it in writing and get it paid before we even start to work on it on those change orders. Cause it's, I've had numerous, numerous, like, you know, we're saying we're trying to keep it quick, but we can get into story time pretty good here on a bunch of these things where, you know, I had a bunch of change orders that resulted in $10,000 more in materials. I go, hey, you know, it was 10 grand more stuff. Like, can I maybe get 20 for all the work putting all that in? And the guy laughed in my face and I've got him in court now four or five years later. Um, another where uh, they bring in their own gas guy because they rent a parking spot from him and the, he puts in the wrong size gas line. So I say, okay, time yeah. and materials to rip up this patio that we've built to replace the gas line for you okay no problem do all the work and then the guy sits me down at the table and says well i don't feel that i did anything wrong so why should i pay more money uh, stuff like that right all those stories that you learn throughout the years uh, yeah change orders uh, really important to to get into writing and get it paid uh, before you even get going on it because sometimes people don't feel like they should pay them at the end yep uh, right now. I won't work with anybody who I don't bring in like the client. If it's my project, it's my project. I'm not getting oh, the so gas guy happened. or something like that. Right. Like we're using my guys or, or I don't want a part in it. There's, there's just way too much work out there to, to be, uh, to be dealing with someone who you don't know, or you don't trust or uh, building your job on top of someone else's gas line or something like that. And, and then having shit go wrong. Like, Oh yeah, hundred percent. Last time I ever had a subcontractor that wasn't mine on any of my job sites, I flat out refuse customers that to try and do that now. It's nice now, right? Because there's so much work out there that we can choose not to to work with people who who wouldn't necessarily work with. But I mean, may not always be like that. But still, I'm going to try and only use my guys. And then I'm not opposed to working with other guys, but I I got to be able to trust them, sort of right. And it's a timing issue. Like you're, you're responsible to to schedule yeah. everything and make yeah, sure that so. it doesn't delay the job. And all that, so. Yeah. 
there's lots of customers want that too they're like look i don't want to be calling up five different guys to get this set up like i want the one person that's going to be able to come in and deal with all of it and that's uh, that sells a lot of jobs for us uh-huh. what about in your contracts what do you feel is the or one of the most important things that you've uh recently put in or just in general the most important <laughs> thing that's that's really saved you in the past by putting it in expiration dates mm-hmm. especially back when we were in maintenance it was worse you know you quote a property in the spring and then was, they didn't touch it till summer and it's got weeds you know five <laughs> feet tall and all that craziness so right. expiration dates but even still that helps cover you against the material you know, price increase issues too. So that's something we've, we've incorporated that for a little while, but I learned my lesson a couple of times. Well, I had, it took me a couple of times to learn my lesson, let me put it that way. Uh, but yeah, definitely expiration's been, been big for us. What's your expiration, Caleb? Is that uh, like a month out or what? It varies on like maintenance stuff or spring cleanup crap like that. Um, that's, that's barely 30 days. Sometimes it's less than that. If I know if I can just kind of figure how the property, is, you know, if I know how the property is already, if it's been poorly maintained or barely maintained or we're working on getting it back in shape, uh, hardscape stuff, things like that used to be a lot, used to be, you know, three, four months. Now it's getting down way shorter than that 30 days, 15 days, just kind of however I feel on it, you know, that yeah. kind of deal. 15 minutes, sign it now or else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think if it's anything yeah. lumber related, yeah. Yeah. if it's anything, just related, up it's like inspector gadget, you know, <laughs> Yeah, Scheller, uh, lumber related for sure, right? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, we're yeah we're fighting that now because we actually actually build a few decks. Sorry, Peter <laughs> King, but uh, it, it, it helps pay our bills down here. So all these elevated surfaces. Um, but we're you know we yeah we've had a that's been a big challenge. And I was actually talking to my um, I'm working with a new accounting firm thanks to the uh, Almond Molder uh, webinar. Uh, I don't know this past winter. Um, and she's helping me with bookkeeping and job costing. And we were talking about, you know, I'm booking four, three to four or five months out, depending on, or the project is going to go next spring. And I'm, you know, how do I, how do I even guess, you know? So we're trying to figure out how we put in a contract, like maybe if price increases over a certain percent. So instead of bidding it and then going to start the job and be like, we have to bid this all over again, say, you know, have like a clause for, a 10% price increase or 10% decrease or 15, whatever it is, and try to build and guess the, try to build in the inflation of the materials into the contract. And then if it, and then have some, it's, it's kind of a, it's a gray area of how you handle all that stuff, but I'm not a big fan of giving somebody a price and then completely changing it uh, right before you start. So I think again, communication, but also keeping, and maybe it's something you go along the way and say, Hey, we're up 15% on lumber since we quoted it. You know, this is what it's going to look like now. This is what it could look like, you know, when we start. So I think, I think communication has to be like, we just, we're getting price increases on pools and pool equipment mid season, like effective immediately. Like if you haven't ordered it, prices just went up 6% and it's, there's no, it's just like, okay, well, you know, I have some estimates out there that are expired now. So uh, we'll have to raise the prices on them. So. I mean, it's just the way it is right now. It's kind of an unprecedented time. Are you, are you able to get fiberglass pools right now? My manufacturers, the two of them that I use ran out. We only got three for the whole season. So I have three sold. One is ready. We're just waiting on a survey for a permit. But uh, we had we I just got a, a, had a conversation with a Monday that um, one I had scheduled for early June 
they have no date for me now because they don't have resin. <laughs> yeah, so, that's, that's a tech. Uh, so I have two go. I have two scheduled, and I I don't have dates for them right now. So it's it's pretty awesome. So now I'm trying to backfill wow. some work that I had. You know, now I have to fill a schedule. You know, it's kind of weird, but uh, we'll be fine. So we have we have a project where we're going to be building all of the patio, the fire pit, the pergola, the outdoor kitchen, and then coming in the other side of the house to build the pool next spring. That uh, kind of messed yeah. around. Yeah. Schedule. Sure. Yeah, we just or I'm telling I'm telling folks if they want a pool, we got to order now. Like there's like there's no waiting around. It, it I'm, I'm telling people if you want a pool in 2022, you have to order it. Right. <laughs> exactly. 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 So we're we're like four months out on pools right now, and that was that was before Monday. So anything we're, we're in your anything in your contracts that you've been burned on in the past, so you put them into the contract, or you've heard of another person getting burned on it and then put it into your contract right away. Any stories like that? I, I don't do plants, but uh, I had a situation in the past where uh, we, the customer signed off on the plants that we designed. We put the plants in and then uh, he approved every, looked at them, said they look good. And then the next day we come back, of course they looked at it that night and we're like, we don't like any of these. We're not, we're, we've just ordered new plants and we're bringing in our own. And I'm like, well, <laughs> And they didn't want to pay me. They wanted me to change everything. They didn't, you know, I was like, I'm not going to warranty. Any. I just, that was one situation where the customer had been very difficult. And at, at that stage, I just, I just said, you know, I've had enough. You can keep the money you owe me. It wasn't very much luckily, but uh, it was big enough for me that it was a pain. But um, so I won't, I won't plant anybody's plants. I don't, I don't warranty any um, transplants, <laughs> typical things like that, of course, but like, um, I'm, I'm almost to the point I don't even want to warranty plants because I don't do that many of them. So it's usually as part of a, of a whole, whole design that we would install plants, but mostly we stick to the construction. Uh, and then be very clear on the warranty for your, um, your work and that part of it's a manufacturer warranty and part of it's a labor warranty uh, as far as pavers and things like that go. And it's, I'm learning that I can't warranty uh, lumber. Um, I don't know why. I, I never really thought about it until I started doing a lot of lumber materials, but you know, you get, people don't like a crack or something. That's a natural, there's not really something you can do about it. So we're going to start working some of that into our, our, our contract. So. Definitely. so actually the, the plant section of my pretty comprehensive section of the warranty, the plant section is the most wordy uh, to, to yep. absolutely cover your ass on all that stuff. It's, uh, it's worded to be what I, my, me and my buddy that put it together call a, an in-season plant warranty. So like, essentially you've got till like October on a warranty, like winter, like ah, it was the frost. I don't know. You know, it's cause yeah, <laughs> like we just have yeah. no like, control over those plants. Obviously all of our hardscape installations, we stand behind quite a bit, but, uh, yeah, yep. the plant another story and also on that like whenever you're doing your estimating with plants like really make sure that you're adding like 20 30 percent warranty on every single plant like you know there's there's probably a 20 30 percent chance you could replace that one day so that's a totally fair number yeah. to throw there you know um yeah and then with the wood that you mentioned too it's that's that's where there's another clause that i have in my contract the material tolerances clause uh which oh, yeah. goes on uh, you know reference a bunch of manufacturer information but the wood portion of it i have my contract in front of me here the uh, the wood portion says uh can't guarantee pressure treated won't warp uh check or cup uh cedar is expected to crack especially six by six up to a three eight three eighths inch gap the entire length of the wood 
etc a little bit more stuff but yeah it kind of goes into a few scenarios of you know like it has to be pretty bad before it actually enacts the warrant thanks cool that's great i have uh, a lot of clauses for sod we water it once yeah we like seed has no warranty like you know like it's a perishable if there's you know say we're we have like some skids on someone's front lawn for a week and then we lift them off and there's the runners from the skids and we rake it out hard and we throw seed and soil on it to clean it up and then people are like hey the seed didn't grow i'm like i don't care yeah and sod's the worst because people just don't like they don't water it then it dies then they call you and then you go back and then they don't water it and then it dies and then they went to the cottage and then they want you to come and water it on saturday oh can you send one of your guys here so, no i can't i'm not these sounds like these people need to buy an irrigation system from you like eight rolls of saw yeah like i don't have any so i mean that's one of the things that we have i have like in my items of note, I guess on our contract is saw. I mean, we have one one municipality where where I'm from that's like brutal to work for. In they have like Google Earth and they're Google Earthing every house once a day to check for any changes, and they send roving bylaw people driving. So like it says, like in our contracts, if you live in Ajax and we incur any problem from the government, that you'll be charged back charged for any time we spend with the government. Sorry, you live in Ajax. <laughs> you chose to live there like i can't control like we used to get like it's illegal technically in that city it's illegal to have our truck and trailer parked on the road if you have your truck and trailer parked on the road then that's they'll write you a fine just sitting just for it being there it doesn't no gravel nothing just for it being there then when you work in there you have to unload everything out of a trailer you can't dump anything on a municipal road it's brutal like it's just Anyway, I try to avoid working there, but. <laughs> Any other contract mentions of note? Uh, things that you know will save you maybe one day, but if it saves you, it's going to be something big. Any clauses? Uh, one comes to mind, like an underground obstruction clause. Anything else that yeah. uh, that you guys are hoping will never have to come up, but you're glad that are in your contract? Definitely, uh, like for digging, like rock and stuff like that. Hmm. Sure. Sorry, I just reviewing the contract. I tell those people, uh, you know, if we dig up a dead body in your yard, that's uh, that's kind of we're going to be looking at you, not us, on that one. And if we're slow down, <laughs> it might not get. So now's the time to tell me, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have I have one for scratches on the driveway. Yeah. On, oh uh, yeah. Driveway, because even if you put plywood down and a rock gets under it, and people are like, oh, my driveway scratched, and I'm like, okay, like it's unreasonable to think that, you know, like if we. If we dumped a load of stone on the driveway and then scraped it up with the skid steer, even the mighty S70, like I, maybe like you know we were responsible about it. That's one thing, but it's a total another thing. If like just some, I just said have an expectation of driveway to potentially be scratched. It's in the contract. It's in yeah. So someone, same as like if someone's driveway is like falling apart. Yeah. You know, like it's like a 30 year old asphalt driveway, and they're like, just go across it to get in the backyard. I'm like, okay, well, like there's going to be nothing left of this, so. We have a whole driveway thing that's like it's not our problem. 
I've gotten into idea. the uh, idea of taking pictures too yeah. of any like walkways, everything beforehand. That actually came up already this year. So, yeah, I have my guys submitting that into their LMN uh, setups every day, their timesheets. So we get we have uh, great records of all kinds of photos of everything going on on jobs. Like what the neighbor's driveway has a little crack, and we're working near it. Like take a picture of that stuff, like that for sure. Yeah, Mike, really have you solid. ever have you ever had any pushback on those scratches on the driveway that haven't been been in the contract? Oh, everything's there for a reason, bro. <laughs> but has any client pushed back about that when they're about to sign? Uh, oh, you mean someone pushing back? No, everyone just signs it. Like they don't yeah. care. They think they're always, everyone thinks everyone thinks everything's going to be fine and hopes for the best. So, you know, like it's a whole bunch of half full glass people hanging out. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no one's ever given me any. You know, on that item or even the sod, no one's ever given me any pushback. No one's ever given me a hard time about it. So, um, you know. Those are two things that we've, I mean, the dead plants and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't think I have any warranty on plants. I and mean, it's like such a pain in the ass. And yeah. People don't water them or take care of them. I think in, in ours, it says, if you do not have an irrigation system, there will be no warranty on plants. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. what it actually says on the thing. Something about irrigation, because if someone takes the time to irrigate it and sets the irrigation, although then they set it way too high and drown them. But still, like, um, that's one item we have too, is about irrigation systems and if you have an irrigation system and, um, you know I don't have any warranty for lighting and stuff because we don't we sub it out so like because I don't know enough about it and I don't want to get involved in it and so like and that way someone's not calling me for like now the lighting guy actually just deals directly with our clients I don't even like I don't even I, don't, I just say call him because if one of his lights burns out then don't call me about some light that I marked up 10 percent it's 400 bucks like so you're gonna like call me for forty dollars that I might have made somewhere. I'm like, I'm good. I just, <laughs> they don't even have the phone to ring for that. So you know, most of the lighting packages are like ten lights for four hundred bucks a light. So for four grand, like I'm marking it up 10, 20 points, even for eight hundred bucks. I don't want that phone call. It's not yeah. worth it to me. Because it's, it's just like if someone does call me about it, it costs way more money than <laughs> I ever made on it. We have a thing if we're crossing over uh existing utility trenches that have been uh especially for hardscape work so if we're crossing over utility trenches that have been dug in the past you know 12 months or whatever uh, and it's a case-by-case -case basis but we won't warranty hardscape work over top of you know disturbed earth that's deeper than we can you know rectify or, or reasonably rectify let's say so we've got a case-by-case -case thing with that and the same with building up against foundations on new builds and stuff like that so we'll always put that in our, in our Caleb, do you have any policies for when you overlay concrete straight on concrete with pavement? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to kick that beehive, huh? <laughs> that, was, that was an open graded base, I could tell. Yeah. yeah, really, my God. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But... Yeah, just in case there was a warranty there. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Oh, my Lord. Um, yeah, the other thing I was going to mention, like Mike, or I think Mike was saying about plants too on that end is like, we stopped planting work in, uh, well, June 1st, I think, unless it's got, unless we install a drip irrigation system with it. So our warranty cuts off, uh, cuts off on plant material. And even then it, uh, like trees and shrubs, we have a, a, it's in our, we added it into our element contract, but, uh, it's, um, <clears throat> our plant warranty is 50% of the installed cost per shrub or per tree. So 
That way clients got skin in the game if they lose a whole row of stuff. No, we'll communicate oh, yeah. with people first, right? Like we'll be like, if it's just a shrub or two, yeah, just out of customer service and congeniality, we're just going to replace it and not say anything about it. Yeah. Uh, if it's like a whole row of stuff, we know what's going on. We know what the issue is, right? It's just lack of care. And then we're going to, we're going to backfill for that kind of stuff usually. So uh, that's, that's one of the things we've started uh, implementing too in the contract for the past couple of years. So. Well, any, any other things that you guys want to cover in terms of contracts, in terms of anything that you'd want, say somebody just getting into this game who uh, maybe doesn't even, hasn't even considered a contract, uh, any things just to get somebody started in terms of this is these are the different components in my contract. Uh, what what does that look like for you? Um, well, go ahead. go ahead, Chad. Sorry. Okay, so I think uh, it's important for me. Chad to make speaks. <laughs> your your contract is uh, sort of like the last resort, right? Like you do everything to try and and talk to the client first, like talk it through and everything, like. The, the contract is like just there at the very end. If you just can't make it work, if you just can't see eye to eye with someone, then you bust out the contract. But I mean, as far as customer service goes, like we're doing everything we can to not have to say, hey, look at the contract. Remember about the contract, right? Um, yeah. And I think that goes a long way. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. When it comes to that, yeah, it's you don't want to be the first thing like, you know, you don't want to be the point of contract first thing, right? That's gonna, yeah, that's not how to win friends and influence people, right? So that's a really good point. Is like, yeah, you all, you want to try to talk everything out. I really, I really like that uh, that point. Thank you for bringing that. Yeah. Communication, like with a marriage or with anything, right? Like you got to talk it out. Like even at the end of every day with my clients, I'll go through the job with them. Are you happy with this so far? Did you expect this? Any questions, concerns? Like I need to know that at the end of my hardscape day or my softscape day to continue. So that at the end of the job, there's no, well, look at the contract. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something else. And I, full disclosure, I'm, I'm still working on mine. So I, I'm, I, I live in a good old boy area and, and I've always done, you know, kind of jobs where I was comfortable not having a contract and just a handshake and all that. And yeah, the more, the, the larger the projects get and the more involved they get and the more we're digging and the more we're trying to warranty and service and all that it just starts to uh, get a little bit uh, out of, out of the scope that I want to have to hold the bag for. So, um, so I'm, I'm working on trying to get one that's, that, that makes sense. And that's, that's going to hold up as well. So that, so that everybody's covered, not just me, but also my customer and make sure they get everything they um, have paid for. So I think it's important to look at it both ways. It's not, it's not just for you. It's for, for both parties. Yeah to be I agree about in a good position when the project is over yeah 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 it's definitely like you're making sure that it's fair for both parties that's that's the whole point and especially too like if you have a contract that's heavily weighted in your favor a judge will look at it and just laugh at it if there was ever to something yeah. to come it has to be a fair contract so it's definitely there like everything as much as we're talking about how do we cover our ass there's a lot of clauses in the contract that cover the con or the homeowner's ass as well right <clears throat> absolutely that's a good point. I know one thing too, I was going to mention, you're talking about the new guys, especially like if nothing else, just to keep you out of contract issues too. make sure, you know, private utilities and things that aren't going to be marked by public utilities, dog fence, irrigation lines, private electric out to a back shed and stuff like that. Like 
we've dude. got it in our contract. <laughs> if they can't tell us exactly where it is, we're not. I mean, I mean, to the inch, <clears throat> like we're we're gonna do our darndest not to hit it. But there will be a change order if we hit it. But like Chad said so well, like that's all communication up front. That's the most important thing there. So. I'm getting utility locates and nobody's and the utility companies aren't locating fiber, which is like the, <laughs> the one you don't want to get. I don't know if anybody else sees that or not. Oh yeah. That's, that's our, going on. Our area, it's like, an absolute nightmare. You got to locate your own. Like all you have to do is part the ground and it's there. They don't even bury the, yeah. the stuff here. Yeah. No, it's that's like, true. no, it's like two inches deep, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, if you hit it, you're on the hook for thousands and thousands of dollars, but they won't show you where it is. Thanks guys. Appreciate right. it. Yeah, it's yeah, really fun. We just take it from the house and we just dig, so you know, parallel to it, and just yep. out of the excavation area and expose it. So you pull hard enough, it'll come right out. And especially people working from home, it's like the last thing you want to do is cut their internet. So oh, they come out right away too, right? Like yeah. it's a matter of a minute. Did somebody break the internet? Before you break the internet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the final question I want to ask you guys is warranties for hardscape work. What are your guys' warranties? Uh, because on the podcast, I've interviewed everyone from three years to lifetime. So what are your guys' hardscape warranties? Whoever wants to start us off here. Uh, we do two years. But yeah. then if someone doesn't move and they call me, we would always go back and and fix it for them if it's settlement. I mean, if it's like a sand thing where they've got their downspout running endlessly and it's four years later, I'm like, God, oh, sorry, like no luck. But we have so we, I used to just tell people call me and then I was like, yeah, we should probably cap that. And this is all like me becoming a more responsible person, I guess. But I, you know, I said we should probably cap it or something. So we capped it at two, and then you know, but I'm like, you know, listen, if you have a problem and you're still living in this house give us a call you know we'll we'll come back and we'll we'll make good on it um you know and another thing i do with warranties is if someone calls us we go the next day i shut down everything i don't care what it is someone calls me like we just had a we did a project last fall (laughs) small issues we were there the next day i shut down something i said go there and fix it i don't want it dragged out i don't want them calling me 100 times it's so i developed that like maybe 10 years ago and because I just got tired because someone calls you, you're like, yeah, I'll do something about it. You forget. And the next call is more angry and the next call is more angry. So I just, you know, the, the way that we build things, I feel like we don't have that many calls anyways. And if we have to take people from a site that we're working on to go and fix something, the homeowners were working for them. Like you wouldn't want us to do that for you. We're yeah, doing I, was just gonna, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. doing that for someone else and we're going to do it for you if you have a problem. And then everyone's right. always like, oh, okay. I just called like, we have to go fix this for these homeowners. They're just as important as you are just because they're past clients and we're going to treat you the same. But yeah, we have two years. Two That's years. our sort of standard thing in it. Gotcha. Anyone else? Hardscape warranty? Yeah. Our, our, mine is uh, we have three years for uh, surfaces typically bearing vehicular weight, uh, five years not typically bearing vehicular weight. Uh, the reason that I give for that is that within that three and five year period time frame, you will see noticeable shine signs of any future heaving, shifting or rutting in those surfaces. If, if they're going to fail, you'll see signs of it within that period of time, basically. Um, so once it passes that mark, it's like, 
you'll probably have forgot who built it in the first place and you'll never need to call me anyways because it's not going anywhere so that's uh, that's kind of where we ended there is like look we've you know it, it passed the test basically um we, we go into quite a bit of depth with all the like plant material like nothing on sod whatsoever etc uh, etc et um but yeah those years um one thing too with it is that it, it uh like with the warranty, we have a sort of similar to Mike where he, he shuts down everything the next day. We have 30 days to respond to any warranty calls. So it does give them peace of mind that you'll be there, you know, within a month, at least it's a, we're a little, a little bit tougher to shut down for the day, just like that. But it's, yeah, we'll, we'll get there ASAP because it is very important. Like that's that back end customer service almost counts just as much, if not more as that front end customer service. Right. right. Yeah. That's great. Craig, what about you? Your hardscape uh, warranty? Uh, I, I mean, it's I, I'm kind of in the same boat. It's like three years, but we, I, I don't know that anybody's ever called it. I haven't gone back and, and at least checked it out. And if it's manufacturer, um, I work with the manufacturer on it. So it, it just kind of depends on what it is. But if it's our problem, yeah, we're definitely going to take care of it. And, and three, there is a three year, but it's not really like set in like i don't set that in stone like i'm I'll, i i stand behind my work so if i it shouldn't be failing in four years you know so the end of mine like i've gone back and fixed stuff six years later even though it was well out of yeah. warranty too like it's yeah it's yeah we have that depends how you treated me through the project if we go beyond it sort of thing i guess yeah i and i i was out you know my um uh, from my podcast you know that, I, that some of you may know that i was out of installing for like five years and went into distribution and manufacturer sales and uh and came back last august and i had a, a previous customer call me that i had done five or six years ago and she said hey i was uh, i'm looking for somebody to fix your uh something on the patio her husband had been power washing and it was along the pool and there was a concrete up against the pool he'd been power washing the patio and it completely blew out all the sand and now it was settling, you know? So, um, so she was asking what the color was so she could have, there was a couple that had broken, which would be a manufacturer issue. And it wasn't a paper that was, you know, even being made anymore. Um, so I told her I had a solution for it. And I said, you know what, I'll just come take care of it. And we, we've, we've turned that into a cleaning seal job. So, we're going to go back and set and I'm, I'm going to charge her to resand because that's typical maintenance. And then we're going to seal, clean and seal it. So, um, I mean, there's ways you can kind of turn that back into something as well. Um, but, but stand behind your work and not have somebody else come in there and goof around with it. So definitely, that's kind of how I feel about it. Chad, over to you. Yeah. Uh, three years is, I mean, that's what's the, the writing, right. What's in writing, but after that, I mean, I honestly can't say I've gotten a call that I haven't gone back to if something's gone gone wrong. Um, as long as like, no problem getting together with these people, having a look at it, we'll do the repairs, no problem. As long as the thing that drives me nuts, uh, oh, can you look at this plant that you planted uh, whenever you did the job? Uh, while you're here, can you replace that? And they want that for free. So not only am I doing the repair for, for no cost, but they, they want a, a $30 hydrangea in the mix too. And that sort of drives me. I think that's unfair of them to ask, you know, a couple of years later, but, uh, for the most part, no, I stand behind everything. Like, like Matt said, six years later, if there's an issue, like I'm still going to go back and, and take care of it, you know, and, uh, it's just write it out of the advertising budget, I guess. Cause that goes a long way. 
That's true. Good one. And uh, over to you, Caleb. Hardscape warranty. Um, yeah, that was actually an awesome point that I picked up from Pennington talking about the you know your warranty work you pull out of your your advertising budget. I thought that was so smart because what that is, you're right. That's exactly like a good warranty policy and going back and actually fulfilling that is like just marketing dollars right at work there. And I like the 30 day thing. I'm going to, I'm going to implement that. I think the third, we've we have 30 days to address a warranty issue. I like that a bunch. So I'm learning, heck I'm learning stuff here too. Um, I'm learning too. <laughs> it's a good night. <laughs> yeah, really. Right. It's worth sitting in on for sure. The, uh, but then uh, as far as we actually don't have, and I've, gone back and forth on this we actually don't have a time frame listed for warranty work we just we actually don't say anything about warranty in our in our policy and people ask us about it and i just i've been doing this for 20 years like just just call me and we'll take care of it and i've left it at that but i think i'm gonna i've been thinking about this for eight or ten months now of like i think we are going to put a time frame on it of 12 months or 24 or whatever just so something is there i guess just should we need to exercise that lord willing we never never have to but um I think where we're going to start going with that is like a 12 or 20 more 24 month uh, warranty of some, of some type. So we, yeah, we don't have anything in there right now. Then we just stand by and we take care of stuff. And sometimes we let some warranty issues go longer. It depends on how cool the, if the cost if the client's too cool. That warranty issue gets pushed farther down the road than it should. We still take care <laughs> of it. But if the client, you know, more of a squeaky wheel, we definitely resolve faster, but I really like, uh, oh was it mike and matt or chad i can't remember both of you guys this 30-day thing and, and i like that policy so we're gonna implement that that's cool yeah it's like you almost want to say like put your warranty at like it's two years long enough to make me look good enough but <laughs> take me off the liability but not too long that if they were a real pain in my ass i don't have to go you know like it you got to put a number on it to to make yourself Look right. reputable and look good, but you can't put too long. So you're, what's the magic number? Is it two years? Is it three years? Is it, is it what? Not that we're, any of us aren't going to take care of it after the fact, but it still needs a number, right? Mm -hmm. Most of the people in our area give a year. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I see the prices that people charge in your area too, though. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and all these facebook ads ten dollars a square foot like geez the brick is nine like what is the rest every of one of those ads was paid for by me no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, everyone was like a year so i was like wow i'll do two years it was like a literally like john was saying like a random number i was like this yeah. makes me look fine i don't know like i used you know so i just picked two because it was Longer than one, one year seems even like I would rather do what Caleb's doing, like, and say, I have, you know, I'll take care of it. I've been in the business 20 years than say, I, you know, I, I'm doing it for a year. Cause a year seems like, like really shady. Like, you know, like yeah. I'm doing this July 12th. You call me July 13th next year. I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. So like, I just, I, I felt like two years made me seem less, I don't know, like shifty or something. Definitely. You're just running faster than the guy beside you, not faster than the bear. I don't run faster record. than anyone, bro. I don't know if you've ever seen me. <laughs> I've never run faster than anyone in my life. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for your time. This was awesome. I did miss the introduction of each of you at the very beginning. That's going to be released on the podcast. I'll record that afterwards so that it is there. So everyone knows 
right off the bat who's on the call, who, where to go to check you out. But for now, closing remarks, anything you, you want to leave uh, people with and where they can find you online, wherever you want to send them to, uh, however you want to wrap this up. Uh, let's start with Matt at Hardscape Ottawa. Yeah, best place to find me at Hardscape Ottawa. Um, closing, closing thoughts, just really like whatever you do, make sure there's some sort of contract. It's, <laughs> that's probably the, uh, the best thing here. And really, yeah, make sure that... Uh, you know, you cover as many bases and I'll always be changing it too, right? Like there's uh, there's probably going to be a couple of things that might be worded a little bit differently or added in after a conversation here tonight in mine. And that this is a contract that I've worked and pieced together for the last seven years, right? So, you know, it's uh, definitely always be putting in clauses that, you know, cover your ass, but also make sure that it covers your client's ass too. Otherwise, they're not going to sign that thing, right? So, yeah. Definitely. Good points. And Mike over at Paver King. Uh, you can find me at Paver King on anywhere. I'm big on MySpace, so try to focus. <laughs> uh, but uh, for me, I would say like I, I, I spend the majority of my existence in this business having no contract and, you know, doing handshakes and being, yeah, it's going to be fine. It'll be a-. And I never got badly burned doing that, but I think that, you know, in, certainly in the crush of today's um, market for hardscapers that I think that um, everyone should be protecting themselves because I think that there's going to inevitably be um, a lot of people out there that are disappointed with the people that they hire and disappointed with how things turn out. Um, And, you know, not, you need to have that contract just so that you're protecting yourself because some of those things can be out of your control, like the wood or the, you know, the price of pavers or like if everyone thinks that the paver manufacturers aren't watching the lumber and that watching how it's skyrocketing up, you're freaking crazy. I worked for a paver <laughs> yeah. manufacturer like, you know, for 18 months. I'm going to tell you right now, they're all looking at that, that lumber skyrocketing up and they're like, how do we get a piece of that action? Um, you know, every single one of them. So I just think that there's potential in the, the market. Everyone should be protecting themselves. I think yeah. that, you know, you also want, I think it makes you seem more reputable too. And it's a great sales it's a great sales tool for someone who's just starting out and they're new to have something to be able to show people and something to talk about and stimulate conversation um, when you're a new person and you're trying to get a premium dollar. Definitely. Great points. And over to Craig at Scheller Outdoor Living. Um, I Thanks for having me because I, I learned a ton tonight and I appreciate being a part of this group. I think it's a fantastic group of uh professionals and i feel pretty privileged to be a part of it so thank you and uh i I, on contracts i'm noticing uh almost like people are expecting one at this point so um so i think i need to get my my stuff together there and uh if you guys want to look me up i'm at sheller outdoor living on uh, instagram facebook and youtube so that's where you can find me and on over to chad at natural design landscapes that's it you said it for me natural design landscapes uh uh instagram facebook wherever wherever you go um probably in the least, shadows. <laughs> i'm probably the <laughs> the least uh informative guy on uh on this uh whole podcast but uh, that's okay like i'm mostly a commercial landscaper uh at this point anyway and uh <laughs> my contract is sort of written for me right i gotta do uh what the uh the gc says and what we we bid on um if you're a commercial landscaper Make sure to read your contracts and read 
um, all your plans and everything. Cause, uh, you can get burned pretty heavy that way. If you don't, uh, make sure you're hitting all your specs and, uh, from the residential end of things, um, communication, definitely important. One of the most important things for me, because again, like Mike, I've never had a contract before last year. Um, it's all things that we could talk through and, uh, I'm still alive. As far as I know, we're still making money. So, uh, like I say, communication. And, uh, if you're the commercial guy, read up on, uh, on, on what's required of you before you bid. And closing us out, Caleb at Amon LLC. Everybody, thanks again, uh, Mike, for having me on. Appreciate it, man. Um, a few things I would I would say for closing stuff would be like if you had a, a contract for a few years, and every few years I'd recommend you have an attorney in your state look over your contract once in a while just to kind of proof it and make sure it's up to speed. And um, you know, uh, somebody was saying about their deposit or their uh, their draw schedules and stuff may not be applicable in, in you know that area or what they're doing in California in the United States has some crazy rules as far as deposits and stuff like that. So if you buy contracts somewhere, make sure that it's applicable in your state. I'd really recommend that. And I, I know just over years of contracting, like you can't hardly have too many details in there, but not so much that it hangs you on a fine thread too. So like generally like when we're labeling out uh, square footage and stuff like that, we use plus, you know, 180 square feet plus or minus hundred square feet approximately just things like that. Cause I had, I had a court battle one year, 10 years ago on a project and it was nitty gritty stuff like that, that I learned, I learned some lessons on because they'll hang you. If you say, you say one number, man, it's that's in residential commercial, maybe different, but, um, and then also true, just trying to make sure you have a plan that correlates with that, um, with that contract and make sure it's dated appropriately. So the two interplay well. Um, and, uh, those, those are kind of the big things I've learned over the years and mainly through that one horrible project we had 10 years ago was I had to sue people to get paid and it was, it was awful. And I uh, learned a lot of lessons with contract verbiage and stuff in that situation. But uh, that's kind of my, my last thoughts there. So thanks. I actually, yeah, sorry, sorry to jump in there just before we close out, but one thing I, I forgot that I had added into uh, what we're doing, and especially as we've moved into using LMN, is that uh, I, I have written right into it, is that the estimated quantities of the pavers are like expected wastage, expected like carrying enough so that we don't get slowed down on the job. If there's pavers left over, like that doesn't mean that it's cheaper for you. I just ordered that many. Even It doesn't matter what it says on the contract. I just wanted to make sure I had enough sort of thing. And that uh, I added that, that in this season, like especially with the way that LMN works in that you put the estimate together and then it carries over and you're showing your employees that. And it's like, look, you're going to have this much material show up, et cetera. Um, it, uh, I, I added that in. Uh, I noticed at the start when I first started using it, like without that, the client's going to see, oh, geez, you know, he thinks he needs 300 square feet, but it's actually a 260 square foot patio that has a lot of cuts, right? So it's, uh, yeah, I added that in that like, they don't really know how many square feet they're getting basically by the end of it, but it's where we're building the design and, and, you know, adaptations can happen as some of the wording in that as well. Yeah. Very important. Definitely. Thank you so much, guys. I do appreciate your time. We're nine o'clock right on. So thank you everyone. Go check these guys out online where they sent, where they told you to go find them at and uh, show them some love and thank them for coming on the show. And we look forward to meeting with you next week on the how to hardscape podcast.